Welcome back to our sharing with our alumni, Peter, 2nd MCP of Isaac in Singapore, Logan, MCP 1998, and Fazana, MCP 1314. For the second part, we have with us MC 1920 and MC 2021 journalists, where we engage in a conversation on how Isaac in Singapore can adapt to the current situation and find our relevance today. For now, maybe I'll ask a question to all the three speakers. Um, what do you think is the distinct difference between an Isaacer and someone who is not an Isaac? And whether do you see that there's any difference? Yeah. Uh, can I say something? The relevance of, the, the difference of Isaac is this because when you go on a traineeship, you you have this reception, fantastic reception program where you are a reception officer is assigned to you. And this reception officer makes sure that you understand the culture, meet the people, and become very, very old friends. And uh, that kind of relationship is very difficult to come by. And in fact, my reception officer was a guy called Konishi, Yasuo Konishi, was one year my senior, and he brought me around. And in fact, I did some business with him maybe five years back after he retired from his uh, security business, and we're still very good friends. And to be, to be frank, all the businesses that I do, first thing when I, I land in the country, I will contact the ISACA. And most of my business are contacts are from Isaac. And the first thing, the thing is that once an ISACA, you, you meet an ISACA, the trust factor is there. You more or less trust them, okay? And the rest of ISACAs will come around and validate the fact. So the kind of relationship is uh, difficult to come by. So that is a unique point of Isaac. That's my experience. Mm. Yep. Uh, I think for me, uh, like one thing that I've seen, because I, I, I work in HR, uh, one thing that I've seen, like for an Isaacer, they having having ex being exposed to like working with people from very different cultures that like, you really see how they quickly adapt to like different environments that they are put in like they're more comfortable with working with people who are very different from them uh which i think has been a, a huge enabler that isaac has has given given to them uh and i think they also take a lot of initiative like i think having being forced to to always um, think about you know how you want to contribute. What's the difference you want to make? I think when even when they they start their career, like you find like they're a lot more self aware about themselves, which also helps as they navigate through their career. I think those those would be two things like self awareness and also being able to work in a very diverse environment would be two things that I've seen. Mm. Okay. I mean, for me, uh, I. The, the like I mentioned just now, the the I think the big difference is maybe where your attention is. So what I often realize is that for an Isaacer, uh our concerns are frequently beyond ourselves. Okay? Meaning that uh so the way I look at community is that on a very micro level you have your you right you as a community you are just concerned about yourself then if you expand it a bit further 
maybe you are concerned about your family, right? Then if you expand it a bit further, then you are concerned about your friends. And then you expand it a bit further, you might be concerned about your nation. Okay, like in our case, Singapore, uh, or for those who are not Singaporeans, whichever country that you are concerned about. And of course, if you expand it further, if you are in a country that's not your own, then you might be concerned about uh, that country that you currently live in. And then you can be concerned about the world, right? So to me, the Isaac ex what the Isaac experience does is that it pushes you further and further and further out uh, in terms of what you are concerned about. So to me, that's what uh, distinguishes an Isaacer from a non-Isaacer. So the kind of conversations are maybe a bit different. So uh, it's not so much about what, what am I getting you know, here, you know, what can I get out of these? And then it's a lot more about, oh, you know, like, like oh, there's this thing that you know, I think needs fixing that's out there. So if you ask me, that's who I relate to as Isaacer. Otherwise, even if they have gone through, like I mentioned just now, even if they have gone through an Isaac, like uh, they are a member of Isaac, right? I would pretty much just relate to them as someone I knew back from school. One of our audience have a question. Um, Teresa. Hello, guys. So uh, I'm the current. Uh, my name is Teresa. So I'm like the current MCVP uh talent management. So I will. I got a question like because like you guys are from like previous times so uh, I know like most of the Singaporean like Isaacers um, they no like just like just like generally members that I've encountered in here is that they always like 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 use like oh I got like a lot of things to study like academic pressure and all that kind of stuff then like sometimes it's very hard to like engage them to join our activities or like um, ask them to stay for another semester because they always say that like, they have a lot of like um, uh, academics to uh, catch up. So like I want to, to understand more like during back in your times, like uh, how like do you like persuade them to stay or like engage these members to like uh, to be more committed towards Isaac activities? Yeah. Okay, I can I can go first. Um... I think I didn't do very well to to uh I think I faced the same problem as you 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 face currently. And then as I got older and then looking at my own situation, right? This is not a problem that only exists in ISAC. Okay. People will spend time doing things that they find meaning in. Okay. Even if they are busy. Everybody is busy. So if you find that you have a hard time getting people to do what you are doing. It means that they don't really derive much meaning from the activities that you are trying to get them to do. So they are not so inspired. Okay. So it's not about convincing or persuading. That won't last lah. So if they are, if they find, if they can connect with what you are doing, if they find meaning in what they are doing, if they are inspired by what we are doing then they will find time to do it. The most successful people are busy people, right? And you're not going to see someone who has nothing to do the whole day and then suddenly that person, just because you ask the person to, the person will join you, okay? You're likely to find some very, 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 very busy people, okay? 
who somehow will still make time to join you uh, despite the fact that they got better things to do. So you have to be the better things to do for them. You know what I mean? It's like someone is like, I have better things to do. Then it'd be curious about what is the better things. So that's what I would say. Yeah, I think if I could build on to Logan's point, like I think one thing that is super critical was having members go through the Isaac experience. So like ensuring that they go through the international trainership. I think when they come back, they really see the value that Isaac had given to them, which made them want to contribute to more people experiencing a similar experience. So I think that was one thing that we really drove in, in our year to say, guys, how can you be selling exchange programs when you don't even know what it is? Right. So one thing we did was we actively asked people to go for exchange, really experience it for themselves, what was the difference they saw, and then come back and enable that for more people. Uh, so which which I think is to Logan's point, right? When you when you know what is the meaning for you, then it's easier for you to to stay on. I think. And secondly, for the like the EBs, right? Yeah, I get I get it. Everybody has studies, they have projects, they have so many other things to do. I always tell her, guys, at the end of the day, you're going to put this on your resume. Would you feel proud to say that you've only done like five exchanges in a year versus like maybe a hundred, right? So understanding how Isaac is preparing them to be competitive for the future and saying that when you do these kind of things, these are the skills that you're developing and this is how it's going to help you be more competitive when you graduate was also another thing that I kept pushing to the EBs to see that, you know, they're not doing things for nothing. They're doing things to to make them ready for graduation, to be more competitive to the employers who are looking at their resume. So those were two things that we did to help retain and make sure that they are spending time develop, developing themselves and also enabling others to go through the ISA experience. I agree with uh, both Logan and Azana. But one thing I want to tell you is, you must be able to distinguish between external and internal motivation. Those things we talk about external motivation, it can be participation, it can be some uh, uh, relation, uh, re relating your experiences to them to motivate them. But this will not last unless until unless you hit them in the heart. So you got to go for the internal motivation. For me, it's purely internal. Okay, I I participate in Isaac not because of what I see is happening, but I feel that it really can help me, okay, in terms of what I can contribute, what I can do, you know. So you can, you, you got to excite them in terms of internal, and then that will be more lasting. External, you, after, after experiencing it, they say, so what? And uh, it's just an experience. But once you internalize the experience, and they find that they want to contribute more, then you'll get a right person. Thank you. Mm, thanks a lot for the sharing. Uh, okay, Kabe. Okay. Um, so I guess my question is for all three MCB alumni. So, uh, so as Isaacers, I believe we would know our relevance more so than others who are not Isaacers. So, um, so I was wondering, like, what difficulties did you face when you were trying to communicate? Is relevant of Isaac to other students who may not necessarily be Isaacers, and also like how did the entity do to overcome these difficulties? Hmm. Okay, uh, during my time, it was very difficult to get the 
people to be in the management of exec. So when I came back from Japan, the first thing I did, I was in the third year. I did not ask the second year or third year to come forward to be leaders. Because I know that the, the moment they enter third year, they'll switch off. They'll concentrate on like, the exams and do their things. So what I did was for leadership purposes, I identified key personnel in the first year to take on responsibility so that they can last for another two years. So we have to understand the ground. Okay, I did not go and identify the young leaders from year three or from year one. Yep. Any of the alumni wants to add on? I think okay, maybe I'll, I'll go next. Mm. For me, I think what I remember myself, uh, firstly, I think I would have done things very differently. So, so I don't want the assumption to be that when I was MCP, I was a great MCP. You know what I mean? Because then I tell you what I did and actually what I did didn't work. So kind of like, I, I, I think in retrospect, I, I would have done a lot of things differently. But I think the one thing that I did um, that I would say um, I still practice today, which is that you can paint a, you can paint a, picture for others okay and of course your ability to paint a vivid picture is very important so it depends on your ability to communicate verbally or in in writing what the picture you know the end state or the state that you're trying to get to is one thing so that's important but from time to time you also have to be capable of creating glimpses of how that looks like so there must be evidence because everybody, the followers or, I mean, if you look at the rest of the people who are kind of slightly inquisitive about what you are saying and doing, somehow as humans, right, we need some evidence that we are moving towards that. So you need to have, have evidences of like that things resemble the so-called end state that you are trying to, to get people to. So I think that's important. So I know there are people who, so the communication part is important, okay? But I think even more important would be that somehow you got to figure out how to take the necessary actions, right? Uh, focus actions that, are, that will make them somehow relate what they see in reality with what you in theory are trying to tell them. So that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think if I could build on to that, like remember when I mentioned like in 2013, there was already so many overseas experiences available. I think we had to become very clear what was our unique value proposition. And I think for us, we kept driving leadership through international experience. We kept driving that through whether it was an Instagram campaign that was showcasing people who went on exchange and what they've learned, whether it's inviting all these like uh, past exchange participants to recruitment drive. Like, it was really important to keep drumming in that message that, yes, we, we provide international experiences, but our difference is we are developing leadership through that. Um, and and uh, we have the widest network of like countries that you can get exposure to on different issues that you're passionate about. So I think you, as you talk about relevance in Isaac, you need to be very clear what you're driving, and that would that would attract the people who are looking to 
to want to be part of that because we are we are not we're not trying to capture everyone that's that's not what we're trying to do we're trying to capture people who have interest in what we're trying to drive and your needs to be aligned to that that's that's how i would i would see it all right thank you so much for your answers all right um next we have a question from jiayu uh hi yes um so uh, as logan mentioned earlier right what differentiates isaacers from non-isaacers is like their self-awareness and their ability to see things beyond themselves and be concerned about things that they want to improve in the world. So uh, is there a specific aspect of Isaac that develops this awareness and concerns for affairs beyond themselves? Like whether they go on exchange or not, is it like a sudden realization? Is it something that just comes to them naturally during the Isaac journey? Or is there something that they have to actively work towards in improving their worldview? I think the Isaac experience itself does that. And I, I, I know that when I joined Isaac, I was joining it purely for myself. You know, it was like I just wanted to make sure that I'm, uh, it enhances my resume. Uh, it makes me more competent in terms of my skills and things like that. But then somehow through the experience, because of what you you have gone through, then it, it changes your, your view. But it doesn't happen like, wow, you know, suddenly one day you just realize that you are a different person. It doesn't happen like that. But I know of a few of my other friends, right, who who are who, who share the same thing. I mean as Isaac Gersa. Okay, it's not a unique Isaac experience, okay? Uh but I think what I see is that the Isaac environment has an ability to to make people be naturally concerned about some of these things uh, as they go through the experience. So that's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I I went for a voluntary uh, pro, uh exchange to Czech Republic, and I can personally say, that, you know. I was surrounded by at least 15 Isaacers from all over the world and people were asking me very simple questions like, oh, why is chewing gum banned in Singapore? Or why why do you have like caning and hanging uh, as a punishment in Singapore? And like, you know, when I grew up, I never questioned any of these things. I just took it as it is. But like being exposed to like, again, a very diverse group of people who are looking at your country and having interest <clears> in why <throat> the country operates the way it is, like you, you, you also stop and you think, okay, like I never thought about it. Like maybe it's time to also for me to be more aware, uh, about the issues around me. And naturally, those conversations make you more self-aware as a person about what, what you're interested in and what you're passionate about. So I definitely echo Logan's point that really the Isaac experience does drive that and being surrounded by a diverse group of people all the time also enables that because they're always exposed to different perspectives and you then have to stop and think about, okay, then what does that mean to me? Yeah, um, during my time, Isaac is really a very privileged uh, associate organization. And throughout the whole of those days, I think maybe only 60, 70 countries. So the Isaacers, the MCPs, I mean the MCs, uh, national committee members, they're actually the apex of the society. 
and they they they, they are they represent probably the the, the movers and shakers of the country. And because they are movers and shakers, their outlook towards life is very different, okay? Maybe economic requirements is not there. They are fairly rich. And so their view about society is very different. Of course, they are, of course the negative part, but let's talk about the positive side. They are able to see things from a different perspective. And by you knowing them and uh, communicating with them, you get to see different perspective. And these are really movers and shakers. A lot of them are actually in the political area, in the economic area, in the social area, in the NGO areas. There are leaders there. And these people are slightly different from the rest. So you can pick up a thing or two from them. So it is like the, what you call the Isaac DNA. It's different, okay? And these people are trying to change the world, not for themselves, but actually I love the term, the promotion of international understanding. And that's very important, okay? They're actually the movers and shakers of the world. And likewise, we inherit that DNA. So don't, 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 don't uh, lose it, yeah. Um, so for the three alumni, um, what is the one piece of advice with regards to the, the relevance of Isaac in Singapore that you would want to uh, tell to the elects? Okay, for me, the most important thing about Isaac is the promotion of international understanding. And that is very lacking to today's world. You can see the, the, those things going on between US and China and all this sort of thing. So Isaac is the promoter of international understanding. The relevance of it is depending on you. If you think it's not relevant, then it's not relevant. It's just you who are going to make it relevant. Okay? And because of that, Isaac will remain the forerunner of the student organization. This is a rare opportunity for you to contribute towards the well-being of the globe, towards the well-being of this world. Yeah, I, I echo Peter's point. I really feel like um, we started discussing what is Isaac's relevance really more intentionally in, 20, in the 2010s, I would say. It's not just my term, but even the MCPs before me. Uh, and I think the world has again changed dramatically, or especially now with COVID, right? So, like, what what is the leadership that is needed today in today's society that you're you're building in these young students to the international platform that has been given to you? That would be one thing I would ask that you consider, and it's not something that the MCP needs to crack. It's really a conversation that you need to have with the national plenary because at the end of it, you are trying to move your organization to to this direction right and people need to have a vested interest in, in in that vision that you're trying to set so like for us we had a lot of discussions during transition camp during national conferences we always have one session where we're talking about our relevance and we keep looking at it to make sure that we are always uh relevant like it's it's it's, it's changing with whatever that we're seeing externally and also internally for the organization for me i think uh the, the the part that I wish you all could maybe spend more time exploring is um, how you can help Singapore uh, so-called tackle the sustainability and the climate change issues. So I think we are, there's a lot of great things that's happening in other countries. And then there could be a transfer of skills, I feel. And it's a big enough game 
that's why I keep talking about at what level of co the community are you playing at? Because it's a game that cannot be played by a single country, right? Which means that this, it has to involve international cooperation. And then it's an area that I see that we are, I would say, very weak in. And like, if, if that is a, an area that you can focus on, uh, how I see it is that if, again, I'm not familiar with your activities anymore currently, so I'm not necessarily sure what you guys are doing. But if that could be, if, if you know, we could be exposing more Singaporeans to how people live or people tackle these issues in other countries. And then we can bring people who have lived a particular way in their country and maybe are educated a particular way in their country in terms of whether it's the technology or, or whether it's the behavioral side of it. And then they can end up coming to Singapore to so-called transfer their skills, right? I think that would be quite interesting. So for me, the whole topic of relevancy, right? Like I would really love for you guys to look into tackling that. I feel that that's a big piece uh, that the need, there's a huge gap in terms of uh, what is being done and what needs to be done. And I see that, I see that there are opportunities for ISAC to, to, to do something to contribute to that area in Singapore. A very big thank you to all alumni again for taking out your precious time to be here with us today and also for your continued contribution to Isaac even, even after you guys have left for so many years. And that wraps our conversation with our past MCPs on the relevance of Isaac in Singapore to our society. We hope you enjoyed this episode and do follow our Spotify for subsequent episodes.